0: The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of Reuters News.
1: Today's agreement delivers smooth-flowing trade within the whole of the United Kingdom, protects Northern Ireland's place in our union, and safeguards sovereignty for the people of Northern Ireland.
2: That was UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak speaking on Monday about the glories of a new deal with the European Union that will help solve one of the biggest challenges of the Brexit agreement Northern Ireland. The implications of this for Europe and the UK is the focus of this week's Viewsroom. Welcome back to the Views Room, the podcast from Reuters Breaking Views, where columnists from around the world talk about the big stories of the week. I'm your host, Amy Donlan, coming to you from London. It took years to resolve, but Rishi Sunak has come to an agreement with Europe on the knotty issue of trade between Northern Ireland and Britain within the Brexit agreement. The problem stems from the fact that Northern Ireland is part of the United Kingdom, but is also part of the island of Ireland. So here to talk to me about this deal that Rishi Sunak has struck with Europe is Neil Unmack, who covered the story for us this week, and Peter Tal Larson, who is global editor of Breaking Views. So welcome, Peter, and welcome, Neil. Thank you, Amy. So, Peter, as I said, this deal was a long time coming. We've been reading many things about it. There were questions about whether it would even come about at all. So I just wondered if you could set the scene and why Northern Ireland is so important within Brexit. Why the small, very like economically tiny part of the UK is so important?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good question, good place to start and and quite a hard thing to answer succinctly. But let me try. So as you said at the beginning, Northern Ireland is part of the United Kingdom, but is geographically part of, of the island of Ireland. And um, while both Ireland and the UK were part of the European Union, that didn't matter so much because there was no real border between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, but uh, just as there wasn't really a kind of, you know, for trade purposes and stuff, there wasn't a border between the United Kingdom and the rest of Europe. But once the UK leaves the EU, then suddenly that creates a problem. And bring a context to this is that is that we have had coming up to 25 years of more or less peaceful relations inside Northern Ireland, which was very troubled for a very long time uh, under the the Good Friday Agreement. And so one of the worries about Brexit was that that would rekindle those divisions. And particularly what both sides really wanted to avoid was reintroducing a hard border between Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. So so that then created all kinds of contortions in the Brexit discussions uh, and eventually ended up with Boris Johnson agreeing a deal whereby Northern Ireland remained in the EU for certain things particularly for trade in goods but would be part of the UK as well and that then required some kind of checks on goods going from Great Britain to Northern Ireland and back again so it created effectively something of a border in the Irish Sea and so Boris Johnson agreed to that declared it to a a great deal got it through parliament and then almost immediately started saying what a terrible thing it was and how it needed to be changed. And so that then basically threw all the relations, all the discussions with the EU and the UK, put them on hold on many things, really poisoned relations, uh, because the EU quite recently said, you've just signed this international treaty and now you're trying to walk away from it, you know, kind of almost immediately. How can we trust you on anything? So that is the conundrum that Rishi Sunak inherited and appears to have solved.
2: Yes, so that's what I was going to ask, Neil. Has he solved this very kind of tricky issue? Obviously, with with the trade that goes between the two areas.
1: Well, it's it's interesting because normally when a British Prime Minister stands up uh, with a senior, you know, EU official and compliment each other and say say how well they praise each other, as Rishi did with der uh, Leyen uh, on Monday. Normally, what that means is that the UK has got a very bad deal, and and that that doesn't appear to be the case here. So the the, the deal that he has. Does two big things. The first is to reduce the amount of friction on trade going between Britain and Northern Ireland, Um, the amount of checks and balances that, checks that need to happen on that trade. And that's through a, a rather sort of complex thing called a trusted trader scheme, where people who are only moving goods between Britain and Northern Ireland do not have to subject them and and goods that will not go into into the Republic of Ireland do not need to be subject to, to the same level of tests.
2: On yes. that idea, if we were to yeah. give a sort of practical example of what that would be. So this is basically, would you imagine this is sort of maybe food that is going from the island of Britain into Northern Ireland? And the idea is that it's going to be on you know supermarket shelves in Northern Ireland. It will not make its way down. It's very unlikely to make its way down to the Republic.
1: That's right. Food, medicine, pets, all, all important things so there's that it won't it won't get rid of all checks but it, but it will substantially reduce them um the other sort of big problem with with the boris johnson deal was what what has been termed the democratic deficit so the fact that northern ireland would still be subject to eu rules but would have no say in shaping them and that was really one of the the big problems that the the dup unionist party uh, objected to so
2: That's the Unionist Party in Northern Ireland, so there's two big parties, right? They have basically said this is the one that was very much against this deal. They wanted to be part of Great Britain in all ways, yes.
1: Exactly. So, so, So the question then is, how do you give Northern Ireland some kind of control over EU laws to stop it just being forced to take whatever EU laws the EU decides on? And here, this is where it gets a bit more sort of complicated and unclear, but essentially Northern Ireland will have certain rights of consultation on EU laws and it will even have this this thing called a stormont break named after the northern ireland assembly which effectively will allow it to pause eu laws now how easy it would be to use that stormont break in practice is still unclear and that and so, so wh- how powerful it really is or whether it is just a sort of a thing that is there to sort of keep northern ireland happy without actually ever being used that's that's one of the questions but but nonetheless it, this does it does seem that the eu has moved quite substantially in both of those areas, both the, um, uh, the the reduction in checks and balances and the democratic deficit.
2: Peter, I'll kind of pivot to you. This it sounds like this involved a lot of trust, right, on both sides. That this was that there was a, a trusting agreement between that Rishi Sunak was not going to derail this, that he was speaking in good faith. Which, as you know, you pointed out, Neil, Boris Johnson did not enter those agreements. It didn't look like. What do you think is the sort of the symbolism of this agreement for the UK and Europe? Because there has obviously been very kind of tense dealings with, with the two sides since Britain left the EU.
0: Yeah, I think I mean the, the question of trust is important. I mean, I would I would also say the other question that EU negotiators have had really ever since the Brexit vote when dealing with British prime ministers is they may promise something or agree to something, but can they actually deliver it um in the parliament at home because the politics was so fractious and there were sort of Hardline Brexiteers who were resisting it. what they saw as any kind of compromise from the ideal of Brexit, whatever that may be. And I think we still we don't know hundred percent for sure. It looks quite good at the moment for Rishi Sunak, but you never know. I mean, and if, you know, as Neil Neil mentioned, the Democratic Unionist Party, if if they were to sort of declare themselves to be against against this. That would then embolden some some parliamentarians and some some talk conservative parliamentarians in the UK to also come out against it, could still be a problem, could still derail the whole thing. So it's not 100 percent done, but it looks the initial reception looks quite positive and. The real thing is that, you know, actually, uh, when you sort of stand back from this, I mean, like you said, we're talking about like whether British sausages go to a Northern Ireland supermarket or whether you can take your dog to Northern Ireland without needing an EU pet passport. I mean, these do not appear to be massive issues. There should be a solution to this. And the other thing, of course, is that Northern Ireland actually sort of benefits by being kind of half in the EU and half in the UK. So it gets the best of both worlds. So. All of this should be soluble, you would think. It's really it, the the issue was a, a particular political grouping in the in in Northern Ireland who are not the majority by any stretch of the imagination, and then the the state the internal state of the Conservative Party. But it, you know, so so if those two groups have basically agreed to this and realised that you know kind of this is a this is as good a deal as they're going to get, then that unlocks all kinds of other things in terms of. UK EU relations, because it basically means that you can now say we can deal with the UK on things that make sense and they can and and they will agree to things and we don't have to worry about it being thrown back in their faces.
2: Yes. And Neil, you mentioned a few of these things in your piece. Could you talk us through what are some of those maybe those agreements that are now now look to be on the table?
1: Sure. Well, the, the immediate impact is certain things that have been held up because of the tensions over Northern Ireland, should be unblocked. So, so it seems very likely that the UK will now be now be allowed to remain t- stay part of the Horizon uh, Europe and other sort of scientific research projects, which are quite substantial. Horizon Europe is ninety six billion euros. So, so that's all good for uh, the UK economy and um, UK science. There was also also a suggestion that it could help mutual cooperation on financial services, which was another area which had been held up. Um, after Boris Johnson's Brexit deal and, and uh, as the tensions over Northern Ireland, Ireland arose, obviously it, it doesn't get the UK anywhere close to being back in the EU single market. Neither neither party has any appetite for that right now. The issue of freedom of movement is still so strong in UK politics that that, that the UK is not uh, not willing to to make the kind of compromises necessary for that. Um, so so there's still a long way to go in terms of. UK EU rapprochement.
2: And there's an interesting sort of I I thought listening to Rishi Sunak and and many people pointed this out a sort of irony about how great a situation he was saying Northern Ireland is now in which is that it's part of two markets you know part Mm. of the the British market which is you know he said the fifth largest in the world and also part of the EU which is you know, the single market which gives access to all of these people across Europe. I mean what do you think Neil that again that sort of That situation that Northern Ireland will now be in. What does that do then? What What does that show? I guess to the rest of Britain.
1: Well, you're right. It is. It is very ironic because, of course, as as lots of people then pointed out, well, that was exactly (laughs) Northern Ireland's situation. Now is exactly what the rest of Britain had before the Brexit vote in uh, 2016, which Rishi Sunak endorsed and and you know backed Boris Johnson's deal. What What does it mean? Well, it means in theory that northern Ireland's Northern Ireland economy, which historically has been much has grown much more slowly than the rest of the UK, may actually perform quite well by virtue of this this unique status of having access both to the EU and the UK markets. And so it it may be that if if Northern Ireland um starts to outperform the rest of the UK on a sustained basis, it will become a sort of benchmark for the the success or damage of of Brexit over time.
2: Very interesting. Well, Neil, Peter, thank you so much for that. Great to talk to you. Thanks thank you. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast was produced by Thomas Shum in Hong Kong. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Also, check out our sister podcast, The Exchange, and check us out on breakingviews.com and on Twitter, where our handle is at Breakingviews.